Greetings and welcome to HVAC Chats, a series of HVAC episodes by Contracting Business and Endeavor Business Media. I'm Terry McIver, Editor-in-Chief of Contracting Business Magazine and Director of Content for ContractingBusiness.com. HVAC Chats offers insights by guest HVAC contractors into their business management challenges and successes. And we will also provide insight by leaders from various HVAC associations on topics of interest to contractors. Our guests have many years of experience, and we thank them for sharing their insights with you, their contractor colleagues. And we also thank you for tuning in to each new episode. Now on to the show. Welcome to this edition of HVAC Chats. As the HFC phase-down continues, HVACR technicians are increasingly encountering A2L refrigerants in the field. So it's important to gain a better understanding of A2Ls to maximize safety and assist your customers on installation and service calls. Thankfully, from a service perspective, the transition from existing refrigerants to A2Ls will not require a major shift in service practices. However, it will require more rigorous attention to servicing fundamentals. Existing recommended best practices for A1 refrigerants will continue to apply with the addition of a few special considerations, new equipment, and A2L rated tools. What was best practice will now be required. During this podcast, Kimur Senior Training Consultant Don Gillis will provide a detailed overview of important considerations such as understanding manufacturers' mitigation strategies, flammability criteria, and work zone area requirements. Don Gillis is Senior Technical Trainer for Comores Educational Services. He holds a journeyman's license for HVACR and has more than 31 years of experience in the industry, 24 of those years in a service truck. Prior to coming to Comores, Don was the senior technical trainer for Copeland Compressors, where he helped train thousands of contractors all over North America. So, Don, if we could get started, I want to say hello and welcome. Hi, Terry. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. So, I will jump right into the questions that we are hearing most often. First, Don, when are we going to see equipment with A2L refrigerants in it? Well, for sure in the first quarter of 2024, and then some OEMs have already announced that uh, openly, uh, I feel that you possibly could see some even yet at the tail end of the fourth quarter here in 2023. It's not been confirmed exactly, but there's talk of some OEMs releasing equipment as early as the fourth quarter this year. And then after that, you'll gradually see everybody start to release a certain percentage of the uh, A2Ls by the end of 2024. All right. And again, as safety is always important, uh, are there any new safety features that we will find on refrigerant cylinders? Yeah, on the cylinders. So we've commonly used uh, a a ruptured disc, for example, and the way a ruptured disc works, if it gets too high a pressure or caused by high heat, 
in your truck or anywhere, that ruptured disc will release all the refrigerant. The new feature on the A2Ls, even though they're fairly close to flammability as an A1, uh, they took the extra step of putting a relief valve, which means it will just release enough pressure to take it out of that, let's say, danger zone, if you will, and shut down on its own. Also, we're going to use left-handed threads, another safety feature. You will need an adapter, and they'll be identified by a right, uh, pardon me, red stripe around the top of the cylinder. All right. And do technicians need to buy all new A2L-related tools? Great question. So... For the last two years, from my experience training so many folks uh, through the wholesale uh, side of things, distributors, uh, A2L tools have been out for at least two years. So moving forward, the easy answer is don't buy anything that doesn't state on it that it's been rated for A2Ls. However, that doesn't mean the tools you have bought last year are out of date. Go to the uh, manufacturer's website or talk to your wholesaler where you purchased it from. More than likely, your uh, model number has been approved for A2Ls. It's just now they're being stamped or rated for A2Ls. And can a technician put R454B refrigerant into a system made for R410A? Absolutely not. So anything that was uh, a legend, uh, a, a legacy, pardon me, uh, refrigerant A1s, uh, 410A, R22, anything like that, uh, whether it's HVAC or refrigeration, you cannot put A2L refrigerants in. It doesn't have the safety devices. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You, As they released equipment, you'll see why. There's certain mitigation strategies in the equipment, so just don't do it. It's, it's, uh, uh, it, it's against the law, uh, the bottom line, to be honest with you. Right. Well, Don, related to system charging, uh, which is an important part of, of the system's operation and changeover. Anything we need to remember about charging the, with the new A2Ls? Well, as always, the first step is to look at the work area. Make sure that it's safe. There's nothing in the area that could possibly question this, the uh, charging of the system. A2L refrigerants, as far as A1 refrigerants compared, it's like for like. Dial in your airflow, calculate what charge you need, uh, including on top of the charge that came with the system, which is usually 15 foot, and then that's also the uh, evaporator coil. And then it's business as usual. Take your step-by-step -step as you go. Always remember that if it's a blend refrigerant, we want to charge in liquid state. And related to the refrigerant's POE oil part, is that part of it? Yeah, so if you're moving from 410A to uh, Comor's products, R454B, which is the majority of the OEMs are going with, the POE will be exact, POE32, so it's nothing changed there. If you're um, using R32, which is a lot of it's used out there, um, R32 runs just a slightly little higher temperature on the discharge line. So they've chosen to go, the compressor manufacturers are using a POE 46. So the higher the number, the higher viscosity, the less possibility for friction inside the compressor. Are the pressure temperature changes different with A2L refrigerants? Almost exact. You're not going to see a big difference. So we were kind of shocked from the 22410A movement 
of those higher pressures, 400 and something, uh, you're not going to see anything change there. Um, the 454B and R32 are really, really close. When it comes to SST or suction saturation temperature, they're all within a couple degrees there. Uh, when we look at the pressures for 454B on the suction and the high side or the discharge side, they're going to be just a slightly lower the discharge temperature is going to run about uh, four degrees higher, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and uh, again, R32 will be slightly higher than that. Don, there are some myths out there about what is in the A2L refrigerants. Most notably, there's a rumor that they contain hydrocarbons. Can you help us bust that myth? I am so glad you brought that up because that has been the biggest mistake misconception that I've faced, as you probably hear a lot about out there. And it's not just the folks that are new to the industry. It's people that's been in the industry for 30 years or better. Uh, so I don't know where it got started at, but first and foremost, there are no hydrocarbons or propane inside the A2L refrigerants. Okay. They're a totally different classification. So uh, new, this new kit on the block, if you will, is A2L is the flame is 10 centimeters uh, the flame is lower velocity than 10 centimeters, less than 10 centimeters. If it's above that, it's either an A2 or an A3, and the and the velocity goes to higher than 10 centimeters uh, per second, the flame propagation, okay? But it is night and day. So A2s are considered flammable. Uh, propane is classified as an A3 or butane. That is highly flammable. And then when it comes to the A2Ls, that L simply means it's a low flame propagation or low velocity uh, as far as it's spread. Excellent. Thank you for that answer. And we also know that there's barriers to contractors recovering old HFC refrigerants, which is also going to be important. What are some of those barriers? I know one is that contractors worry about mixing refrigerants. Yeah, so uh, something I've learned recently in the last year uh, uh, by following other instructors that uh, handle specifically just reclaim uh, refrigerants, okay? Um, and here's what I've learned, and, and I've been spreading this word in my training now, is, is we used to think that if you mixed refrigerants, because let's be honest, typically we only have one recovery tank on the vans. That's been that way for a very long time. If you're able to carry more than that, you're doing better than most. So let's say we're all on the same page of one reclaim tank on your on your uh, your van. If you mix it years ago, it was either worthless or possibly you even paid someone to take it from you, which didn't encourage people recovering refrigerant, okay? Nowadays, because of the technology, because of this AIM Act and the shortage that we're going to have with virgin refrigerant, they can separate that. I'm not going to name names because I don't have a dog in that fight, but there's plenty of companies out there that can reclaim that. They'll separate the refrigerant. Now, granted, it's going to be worth a little bit more money if it's the purer it is, but it doesn't mean it's worthless if you mix things up. But that's including dyes. So pay attention to that because you're going to see a big move in that area. That's absolutely true, and thank you for that. And then, again, another problem we see is an understanding or misunderstanding of the flammability. Can you please give us some explanations on how low the flammability is of the A2Ls? Yeah, so the lower flame limit, uh, for 454B, for example, is, I believe, around 292 um, kilojoules. Uh, as, if you compare that to propane, 
It's, I believe, a 0.25, and I'm just ballparking it from memory. Uh, what that means is it takes a lot less of A3, your propane, which is fairly close to what we use in our in our propane tanks with less moisture. Because of the impurities, they don't put stench in it, uh, but that's the way it works. So very little propane in the area causes that to turn into a fire. The three things we need, we need air, we need that refrigerant or that chemical, and we need some type of ignition. So it takes a lot more. So the lower flame, the higher that number is on the LFL, the less likely it is to catch fire. So the flame again, to reiterate this, the flame for an A2L refrigerant is much, much closer to an A1 than it is to even an A2 and more so an A3. Excellent. Thank you. And Don, is there a source that contractors can visit to learn about the various safety requirements and issues and topics of A2Ls? Yeah, so there's a lot of them out there. Uh, ASHRAE has a great area for, I believe it's the ASHRAE Safety Task Force is a good one. You can always check in with AHRI, of course. Uh, Comores has a great page. You go to optian.com. We both just left the ACA event. They have a nice page there. ESCO, of course, has a page. And then I believe RSES has some stuff. And I could go on and on. Emerson, I don't want to uh, leave anybody out, but there's a lot of resources out there. But start with Ashray. That, that they're kind of the they're they're where a lot of people get their information, including AHRI. But check with that and go from there. And does the EPA Section 608 document also contain some? Yeah, so that will definitely have some stuff moving forward. It's been talked about. As far as your EPA card, if you have one already, universal or otherwise, that will be grandfathered in, of course. Uh, and moving forward, just like they did with 410A, you'll start to see those A2L questions pop up on that test. So there will be some change there. As of right now, there's no federal or state-recognized certification you need to use A2Ls, nor is there for A3s. So uh, stay tuned on that. That, anything can change, but as of right now, that's the way it is. All right. Well, Don, I want to thank you for your time. I know that you've been working hard going to various shows, and there's more to come. And I know that contractors will be able to see you at a show somewhere down the road. And we thank you for your time and all of the effort you are putting into this to make it a safe and secure transition to A2L refrigerants. I couldn't be more sincere, Terry. Thank you for what you do, and it's always a pleasure working with you. Take care now. You also, and thanks for listening, everybody. That wraps up this episode of HVAC Chats. Thank you, as always, to our guests and to you, our beloved listeners. If this is your first time listening to HVAC Chats, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you are a regular listener, please share the podcast with your colleagues who would find our episodes valuable. Until our next episode, you can find us on contractingbusiness.com. This is Terry McIver. Have a great day, everybody.